Hey everyone and welcome to the 30th installment of the weekly catch-up podcast. 30 weeks on my friends. Mm. I am your host Carson Gibbons and as always I'm joined by my good friend Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me baby. All right so it's when we've been doing good on Wednesdays bro. Yeah. Um, Wednesday April 29th. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John Seals. This episode is dedicated to John Seals. It's his uh, what is he thir- turning 39, 40? <laughs> is he 41? Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. <laughs> we might we might call into a Zoom party in a little while, uh, yeah. see how that goes. Bear with us. Yeah, but... if the nursing home allows uh, calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, you got the COVID. Um, okay, so it is Wednesday, April 29. I just wanted to get the date out there. Yeah. So you ready to get into it? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the U.S. Treasury Department. (laughs) Bailing podcasters out one at a time. Thank you for your sponsorship of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. Shout out to the administration, the publicity department. We just really, I mean, how do you feel about this? Our first sponsor. I mean, yeah, it's great. Although I'm I'm still waiting for mine, so. Bro, I got to tell you, I had just kissed that whole thing goodbye and I went to the mailbox on a fluke on Monday and I had like a, a nice little, you know, see through envelope with the pay to the order of. And I was like, oh, you <laughs> devil. So I, I get it inside and they paid me the full. I didn't do so hot last year, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're kind of just chilling here at home. Yeah. When you're when you're the co-founder of your own company, it doesn't always uh doesn't always pay lucratively initially. Um, yeah. So anyway, but last year I got the full 1200 and it was in paper check form because I realized I was sorting this out in the park with uh, some friends. We'll circle back to this on Sunday. Ooh. And I realized that I guess my direct deposit info hasn't been utilized in 2018 or 19 because I owed the government mm. the last two or three years because as co-founder of our own company, we were just 1099ing ourselves and paying ourselves as like independent contractors, essentially. Right. So instead of giving the government the interest-free loan of you know taking all of my taxes, which it now does, and it it, it takes a lot, it's incredible, out of each paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't been used to that for the last couple of years, but um, I've had to do creative deductions to get my you know tax burden down, but then I pay cash to the government. Yeah. And... So I realized that it might be in the mail. It came in the mail. And I got to let you know, I've never been so, like, I was a little bit of joyful <laughs> you that got, day. You got giddy, huh? Because it was just like, I had just made an Amazon order, <laughs> you know, my, <laughs> right. like my fourth of the day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I do deserve that. Like, this just paid for that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Uncle Sam. That's great, man. Yeah, it felt so amazing. is this like, you're just going to be holding on to this, saving it, using it bit by bit? Or are you going to be making a big purchase? Uh, no, I mean, I just, um, you know, I have like my, it'll just give you a little bit of relief from like bills and stuff. 
you know, no, it's just more money in my account. <laughs> okay, really, okay. It, I, I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always need it. I always yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't millions. Don't, don't go on record dollars. saying you didn't need it. No, I needed it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I didn't need it. You know, <laughs> like stop. No, I'm just saying, like, you're asking yeah. me, like, oh, did <laughs> it come through for, like, can you buy toilet paper now? I'm yeah, like, that yeah. Was fine okay, before. I get, I get it. I always manage my bills like we just don't need them knowing that we don't need it. Oh. We need it. Yeah. We need it. We, we need, need all it, the underwriting we can get here. Um, no, it just, I, I don't really think about money that way where I'm like, oh, this 1200 is going to pay for just this stuff or yeah. like it's kind of pre-allocated. <laughs> My stuff I goes into the bank. My goal is to see that bank account number grow. Yeah. And every month, the indicator of how I'm doing is my credit card bill. Right. Like I know what... Rent, I keep so cheap, you know, like I've historically always kept it cheap. Mm -hmm. I've never really lived outside of my means from a rent perspective, um, with the exception of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I've always been able to like, you know, pay for rent and all set bills Yeah, with, you know, like the first take home check of the month. Okay. Like typically I like to keep set bills at like half of that first check the net check right after taxes yeah when i receive mine i'm gonna be doing the same thing i just asked because like i've seen online people are like oh i'm already purchased a laptop or, or yeah. whatever you know what i mean no i'm i'm, I'm yeah you know, good I, up on I'll tech be, i'll be storing it up as well i had purchased a, a new tv around super bowl this year mm. so um you know i have been thinking about getting some new furniture um yeah. because i'm thinking you know, I've had my notice to vacate on my current place for like a year or like right. six months or something crazy. And every time I think I'm about to leave and go to like a place that would be a step up, um, but also a step up in the price range significantly, um, you know, something happens like, yeah. you know, I leave my company or the bottom of the economy falls out or whatever, <laughs> whatever occurs. And I'm just always so grateful that I live in such a you know, economical situation as far as that goes. Yeah. But I was thinking about putting some nicer furniture in here so that when I do move somewhere, you know, there's something to move because mm -hmm. as it was, it was all just going to go into the dumpster as I left. Right. Yeah. So, that's what happened whenever I moved back from Maryland. That I mean, I'm thinking the same for my closet, dude. Like I need new threads for every season. Yeah. Um. There's really no point in it. I feel like we went from, winter to spring to summer real quick yeah like real quick yeah we didn't i mean like a matter we of were weeks. in we were indoors like all spring you know like summer hasn't technically started right but or no, hasn't i think it starts is it june 21 okay yeah so but you know it, it is heating up over here we're finally getting some sunshine enjoying that yeah you said i didn't know if you wanted to talk about it now but you said that you had gone to the park i went to the park with you know a couple people on saturday and Who'd you go with? Oh, I think I saw a, uh, Gerald Allen. Yeah, I think I saw that, and mm -hmm. I felt like a little low. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, I had already gone over to Alex's house, and it was just going to be us chilling at the house. And then Gerald's like, "Hey, George invited us to the park," and so. Oh yeah, it was, it was the whole. Like, I was like, "Wow!" I really thought in that moment because I'd gone to play Trails of Frisco golf with Scott. You Yo. thought we were over there? No, no, no. Okay. Um. It yeah. was just, they were the most, it was the most socially distanced course situation that we'd encountered. Yeah. And we've played typically 18 to 36 holes a weekend, mm -hmm. every weekend of COVID. And 
this one was like you had to call into the clubhouse to like pay for your thing okay yeah. contactless and then you couldn't even go like next to the starter's car like you had to like maintain a hundred yards of distance nice. leading up to t1 and everybody had to walk and the nice part was that everybody had to walk which i love and they weren't pairing twosomes with other other twosomes ah, that they yeah. didn't know so we got to play alone and dude I freaking won. Did you? I won under the new handicap system. So he, I used to play whites and he would play blues and he would give me a stroke a hole. Okay. And it was match play per hole. Um, and, for, for those uh, ignorant to golf, what, what do you mean whites and blues? So whites would be like the, the easiest men's uh, tees. Okay. And then blues are more like a master level. It's, it's the next step. Um, they're still not like championship level. Got it. So those would be blacks or golds, I guess. And then there's blues and then there's whites and then reds are for like, uh, women or juniors essentially. Mm. So, so certain holes, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Nothing. I was just like, wow, women, women and ju like juniors get, <laughs> it was just a thought that crossed my mind. <laughs> what was the thought exactly? That women like the juniors get placed in the same with the same T. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, at least they're allowed on the course. You know, <laughs> golf stands for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Mm. So I don't know if I just Haven't dropped heard some knowledge one. on y'all. I haven't heard that one. Um, anxious to get Dean's reply to that one on LinkedIn. He'll yeah, be like, you know, you know where women aren't allowed either. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Um, no, the whole we had a great time. I, That's cool. We revised the handicap system to now I play whites and he plays blues, and I only get two strokes per nine. So mm, okay. on the two hardest holes on each nine of, get of the course, I get a stroke. Okay. But the funny part is that we've done this new routine over the last month, and I've fallen flat on my face. I've spent the same amount of money and lost winning, like lost gambling yeah. to him as I have on green fees over the last month. And under this new situation, I won. I didn't use the strokes. Ooh. I lost the holes that I had the strokes <laughs> on because I just blew up and would shoot like a nine or something. Yeah. But now, now, did you have to decide if you were going to use, uh, you, you know, the extra, extra swing uh, before before you went or could you tack it on after no so i don't even know i'm playing every hole like i'm gonna win okay. outright okay i don't even know typically the holes that are they're called strokers essentially got it so based on the usga like the u.s golf association's handicapping system they tell you hey of the 18 holes this is the number one hardest hole okay. this is the number two hardest hole in terms of like most people's when people turn in their uh, scorecards and they develop their handicap systems and all of this, these holes historically are the hardest of yeah. all those scores submitted of how it's playing right now. So on, you know, number one, two, three, and four hardest holes on the course, uh, on either side, I would get a stroke. Nice. So if I shot a six and he shot a five, we would bump okay. in that situation. Got it. Or if we both shot sixes, I would win that hole. Okay. However, because those holes, it used to just be I got a stroke every hole. Yeah. And then we went down to 10 strokes overall for the round. And then I proposed going down to two on each nine. But I didn't actually win those holes anyway. Like, it wasn't an advantage to matter, me. Yeah. Like, technically it was, but I blew up anyway. Like, I defeated myself on those holes. Yeah. 
But bottom line, I won for the first time in a month. Um, I'm like one in three now. And it stung him. And that means the world to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always nice whenever you can knock someone down a peg. Well, you know, if I'm not, you know, at least keeping up, much less Mm -hmm. being competitive with this guy, He's not going to want to golf with yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, you already know, versa. like this next time, he like he's ready. He's ready to oh, put you in your place. I mean, he he's been texting me all week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's thirsty for yeah. that rematch. Yeah, that's cool. Um, because it's just a great way to leave it. When I even won the side bet hole, because <laughs> once once the round is out of, here's the other thing that I'm super proud of, and then we'll circle back to the party stuff or the park stuff. Um, over the last three weekends, I've gone in hot and won. You know, at the end of the first seven or eight holes, I might be up four one, five one. But in each of those rounds, I've not showed that I could close. Mm-hmm. And he's come back to want win the back nine and the round overall. So the way it works is the winner of the front nine, five dollars. The winner of the back nine, five dollars. The winner of the round overall, ten dollars. Okay. So you can lose a maximum of like twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Typically it's like you lose 11 or 21 because we're doing side bets on holes right. uh, once, you know, the round is out of contention. But I came back. I lost the front nine in this scenario. I came back. I won the back nine and the round overall. Mm. And that's what I was most proud of under the new handicap system. That's great, man. That and I just I straightened out my driver during that session last weekend. Yeah. I went over to Texas Golf Center and just worked all day and developed a whole new stance, a whole new alignment approach. And I'm just hitting, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I hit like 14 fairways um, during this round. Wow. I just had straight drives. I was driving it upwards of 240, actually, which is super long for me. I've gotten like another 40 or 60 yards in my shot. That's great, man. You're seeing some improvement. Yeah, it feels really good. I've been at it for about 16 months now. But anyway, uh, so I come home. And no plans that night. And I yeah. see your picture of partying out in the park. And I was okay. like, huh, you know, huh. mild schoolmates, you know? <laughs> okay. So what was happening? You just, we you were with Alec. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, we got some food. Come over to the park. We got there. They had a blanket out and they had a, like a football and a soccer ball. And it was nice just throwing the football around, man. Oh, yeah. Felt good. Heck like yeah. out in the sun. I got a little like burn on my neck. Oh, felt yeah. Great. This weekend was great. Um. I also got to go to the park. Um, I had told, shout out to Shelly Belly. Um, dude, she had the funniest. She, she's she been calling me the last couple of weeks because uh, she's current on the podcast. Hey. We got a lot of shout outs from last week's podcast. Do we? I really enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, shout out to Checkers and Hillary for yes. submitting. Uh, our listeners found y'all's perspective super valuable. And I think it really... It just brought a lot to the conversation. I think so, too. Um, and then their reach as well, like K-Bay-Bay DM me <laughs> and she goes, um, thanks for my shout out on Snapchat. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, you listened? You know, I'm always so touched whenever somebody tells me that. Yeah. She was like, well, yeah, my, my girl was on it. You know, I've listened to it before, but definitely for checkers being on. And I was like, all right on. Okay. And she goes, Hey, you keep talking about me. I'll keep listening. And I was like, all right, we'll put you at the top next time. We got another listen this time around. So Shell Bell had called me about checkers episode and all that. And she told me this story about the other day, like the other morning, randomly, she's in bed with Michael and 
she just kind of like turns over and looks at him and she goes, so I can't be as close to God as you can because I'm a woman. <laughs> and Michael, without missing a beat, goes, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, there's no way. No doubt. You're just a lowly woman. <laughs> like, he just he kind of rubbed it in. It sounded like it was really funny. But just her telling me that like off the cuff and he's not current on the podcast. So, yeah. you know, for him, it was off the cuff. He didn't miss a beat. He just played from the same <laughs> manual. That story cracked me up so bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. So I had told her during this call, I said, listen, I, I'm relaxing my social distancing stuff um, somewhat starting this weekend, this week, because I I'd, I'd thought about going into the office this week. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. But um, I said, if you're going to go to the park, like she she was telling me about their Instagram stories the other day, they've yeah. been out at Griggs Park with, you know, Taverna to go for brunch on a Sunday. Sure. And. Uh, she's been hosting these virtual Zoom uh, brunch sessions that have been going like eight hours a Sunday. She's like, she's like a prominent Instagram DJ, yeah. basically. Um, so I told her, I said, let's go to the park on Sunday. Like, you know, we can stay six feet away from each other if we want to, mm -hmm. if we need to. Um, she said, okay, well, if you'll commit to Sunday, you know, I'll tell Michael. Yeah. So on Sunday, me, Sergio, Michael, Shelly, and Grizz all went to Griggs Park and Grizz bought her, brought her baseball glove and we played catch. Love it. Shelly, actually, Shelly and I played catch uh, a lot. And they brought the dogs. And I walked up and I was like, all right, so who's being that person? Who can I not hug? And, you know, Michael and Shelly both raised their hand. Like, I was like, all right, so we like elbowed. Yeah. And Grizz stands up and she goes, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> 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 oh, shout out to Grizz because. Earlier that day, I got a random text from her uh -huh. and she goes, hey, I know that this is going to make me like an awful best friend, but, you know, I've never listened to your show ever. <laughs> I forget That's that okay. I forget that you have it. And she was like, I've been listening to this last episode. It's really good. <laughs> it's like she was very surprised. She was like, yeah. you got like a theme song. And, you know, she yeah. talks, like, you got a theme song and everything. <laughs> Because we've been steady iterating on this mug for 29 weeks. And yeah. so she's tuning in right about when she should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So shout out to her. First time listener. Yeah. And I love that she had the balls to like, just be like, hey, I'm a terrible friend. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've mentioned many times that like, it's okay if our friends don't like a lot of times we do this for ourselves, and we love the engagement and, and, you know, our friends and family and whoever learning more about us and our perspective and us just kind of spitballing. but. It's okay if you don't tune in. I actually told her at the park, um, we were sitting on the, the picnic blanket and I said, you know, it was kind of fine that you didn't listen to the podcast. Cause then I got to tell you every story like it was brand new. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there are certain people in our lives are like, well, yeah, we already know. And it, it is like in that scenario at the park, for instance, like Michael's probably up to date on the first 20, 25 episodes or so. Mm -hmm. Shelly's up to date on all of them. Um, I think she's actually picked up steam. I'm not sure how engaged she was with the early episodes. Maybe yeah. she's listened to all of them, but, um, and then Grizz was like a first time listener. And then I don't think Sergio's ever listened or <laughs> we've never talked about it. Yeah. So we're sitting there and I'm telling Grizz like, Oh, if you just remained like a casual, um, if you just remained, Oh shoot. Hold on. If you hadn't listened, uh, I could have, told all these things like they were brand new yeah here fill in some dead space i'm getting a, a live chat coming in all right so 
Um, yeah, I had gone to the park. We brought in like a football, soccer ball, baseball, and kind of just sprawled out. And uh, I got to catch up with and Gerald and Alec and seeing all how, you know, how they're doing. And then uh, we took it back to Alec's place and it was just me, Gerald and Alec. And um, we watched a, a show that I watched with you last week, Carson, the, the Middle Ditch and Schwartz Improv. Um, I showed them the first episode and they seem to really like that. If you guys are a fan of comedy, um, you should definitely check out Middle Ditch and Schwartz. The whole thing is um, an improv. It's about 40 minutes of straight improv. There are no scripted lines or anything. And it's actually like really hilarious. We have the two, um, you know, the two guys that they assume different characters. And then a lot of times, you know, just because it's just them two on stage, uh, they assume each each other's they assume each other's characters and um it, it's just hilarious having them or watching them trying to remember all of the characters that they've created on stage uh, during that session and just how they tie in um lines from earlier it, it was just like really funny and also just very impressive um from a creative standpoint so uh, a lot of fun watching that and um this week, I, let's see, today had a meeting up at school. Hey, before you get into that, I want to get clued back in real quick. Um, sorry, folks, I'm getting a live HubSpot conversation from a prospective customer. Yeah. So I was getting pinged on all of my channels here. Um, before you get into the conference stuff, the job stuff, I want to regroup real quick so sure middle ditch and shorts what, whatever <laughs> middle ditch and, and schwartz did we not talk about that on last week's episode no because we watched it afterward was that just a week ago yeah oh wow um yeah it's like it's ben from parks and rec mm -hmm. and uh, no 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 not ben no. uh well his, his his real name is ben schwartz uh ben schwartz and um but on the show he plays john ralphio on parks and rec yes uh, so very funny. We watched the first episode. The other yeah. guy is Richard from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's also a wonderful show on HBO. Um, yeah, so that was a really they went off the cuff. They asked the crowd for a topic that ended up being very funny in and of itself. Did a little bit of stand up and ended up doing forty minutes of like this live improvisational show. Yeah, where the, the way that they were able to assume the same characters. Yes, like they would. If you played a character earlier in the skit, the other person could take the the form of that character, yeah, and do their own version of it, and that was just incredible. It was great, and the way they brought it for full circle was just hilarious. Yeah, and then there, so there are three improv uh, sketches total, and each time they ask the crowd the same question, um, but from that you all you obviously get different answers, and it just goes wildly different directions. Um, so it was just a lot of fun uh, to watch. Oh, I've also started watching, uh, just yesterday, I started watching Waco on Netflix. It came out in 2018, but for some now it's just picking up traction. Um, but it's really interesting because it's about David Koresh and, you know, the cult. And he he started the, what, the Branch Davidians or whatever. There was an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventists. So yeah, there's some Seventh-day Adventist shout outs in, so... in there. So at the park, I was Michael was saying that he had been watching Waco. Yeah. I finished Waco last week. Did you? Week. Okay, so oh, I, I've, I've watched the first three. Yeah, the Branch Davidians definitely separated from the Seventh-day Adventist 
yeah. denomination. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not us. <laughs> no. So, but yeah, that was a, first of all, it was a great series. Taylor Kitsch Dude. was awesome. Yeah, he's always great. Shout out to Friday Night Lights. Yeah, he was, it was a very anti-government, anti, you know, using military forces on uh, U.S. civilians. It was oh, obviously yeah. inspired by Ruby. The The story plot that they take in that and that is that ATF is looking to save face and save their budget and their relevance after Ruby Ridge, which they messed up by shooting the wife, the wife and all that. And, um, you know, just inflicting military force on otherwise peaceful situation, yeah. basically, like nobody's doing anything really crazy. They, they try to entrap these um, sovereign citizens and reclusive people with, you know, hey, can you, you know, sell me a, a sawed off shotgun right. and just some infraction of like an ATF code. That way they can get a uh, search warrant and they can just check open out them the up. rest of the place. Yeah. So they, they went out in the series. It's portrayed as though they go out after uh, the Branch Davidians in a explicit way to garner positive media favorability. Like yeah. have an implanted reporter ready to go there. Like all of this stuff. Right. And I don't know. I after I watch the series, I want to go back and look at like how historically accurate it was. Like um I'm assuming because they put a cameraman uh like in the show, there was a cameraman present whenever that actually went down in real life. So Michael was saying that there are uh discrepancies between the series and the real story. And frankly, I wanted to do um uh one second okay perfect um he was i don't remember which parts are you know uh, creative iterations of the real story but sure you know were all of that to be explicitly true that would be incredible yeah dude <laughs> and just the proven history of well i want to know if, know if there's actual proof building, that, that they shot first you know yeah I thought the film did a great job of like, you definitely felt like ATF fired first, the FBI mm -hmm. fired first based on the sound, but that's yeah. all you have to go off of. Yeah. And you see how w w the second, the first bullet is dislodged, is, it, you know, is charged out. It's like game on. It's game on because yeah. nobody knows where that came from. It's self-preservation at that point, right. self-defense. Um, so, yeah. but that's as far as I, I, that's the episode that I've seen was the, the, was whenever you know the the you know i guess the shooting took place um mid oh, so you're like through. three four I'm three episodes in so nice. i have three more yeah uh at least doesn't it go it's, six or six. eight there's six okay yeah yeah it's an incredible story um it, you're in for a wild ride are you up on the last dance uh i just watched so two episodes came out this past weekend i've watched one of them okay. i watched the rodman yeah. I don't know if they're both about Rodman, uh, but I watched the th episode three. I don't, they they go in and out of Rodman, Pippen, yeah. Jordan. Right. Uh, but a Jordan. great man. Rodman's uh, uh, little trip to Vegas that they talk okay. about. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out with Carmen Electra. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wild story. Uh, he yeah. was a wild man, honestly. Yeah, he was. The whole, like, he wanted to be little brother so badly and was while Pippen was, you know, sitting out and hurt and rehabbing and all of that. And Yeah. Maybe you're not to that point yet. I don't know. Uh, no. The I'm last not, two episodes were really great. I watched three and four on Monday, probably. Yeah, I'll be watching four tomorrow. Um, yeah, still, still a wonderful series. Uh, it's cool. Uh, 
just getting a little bit more background on all of the history of the Chicago Bulls and and the players. Like if, if you're a fan of the NBA, you should definitely be checking it out. Um, I'll continue singing its praises. But speaking of uh, Dennis Rodman, he has a connection to somebody else that's been in in the news lately. Oh, Kim Kim Jong Un. Yeah, man, is he dead? Uh, no, I believe that they said that he's somewhere. So I know a, like a an, a letter has been written, but nobody's actually seen him. Oh no, they haven't. So you can't really trust anything. But yeah, he just seems like the type of leader who would want to make his presence known because he doesn't want to appear weak. And so I'm just surprised if he is alive that he hasn't come out. All right, folks. We're about to call into our first party live on the show. All right. We're calling into John Seal's birthday Zoom. This episode is just all over the place. It's like so much is happening on my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Please wait. The meeting host will let you in soon. Oh, snap. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. You're live on the podcast. Happy birthday, John. Good to see you. Miss you, man. We got Michael and Shelly. We got Haley and Steven. John and Sarah. Who else? Just scrolling. Jeff and Liz. Grizz, Cody. James. What up, James? Oh, yeah. This is where we record. What'd you say? You're live on the 30th episode of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. Welcome. This is the most guests we've ever had on at one time. Oh, that's okay. We dedicated this show to John at the uh, at the start. So happy. 41st birthday, buddy. Not sure if they're able to hear that anymore. I don't know either. All right, guys, we're going to call back in. All right. Well, <laughs> cool. We kind of just ding dong ditched a virtual party a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they had a nice little crowd. Yeah. They were all just doing their little white people thing where it's like, all right, well. John's a good guy. I'm not surprised he got people to show up. Everybody at home? <laughs> yeah. Job treating everybody okay? How's the weather? <laughs> oh. Uh, we. I've been planning his bachelor party actively. Yeah. Got a group Facebook message together. We've confirmed the weekend of, I believe it's August 14 through 16. Nice. Go down to New Orleans. Ah, New Orleans. See the spread huh? they got there, you know. There you go. Maybe uh, go 
go down to Bourbon Street, <laughs> play a deck of cards. I don't think that's New Orleans uh, accent. Can't people from Boston go to <laughs> New Orleans? <laughs> can't they park their car in New Orleans? Uh, you can't park your car here. <laughs> Will you do your cop thing for me? I'm not a cop. <laughs> No, do the whole thing. Are you a cap? <laughs> no, I'm not a cap. <laughs> oh, man. We need to get video for this podcast because oh. it's your face, too. It's like your most Peter Griffin moment. <laughs> I just love it. That's good. Anyway, shout out to uh, all the people that we just listed. That was a crowd. Yeah. Boy, they put in some work on Zoom. Like Some of my friends have spent like, probably 20, 30, 40 hours on Zoom cumulative through oh, COVID. Man. You know, on these just for fun or yeah, for okay, which is crazy. I'm yeah. like, listen, I don't. It's it's not my idea of fun to zoom with you. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I enjoy doing it for business as a necessity, right? But yeah, it's like whenever we do activities, you know, I'm not just staring at you the whole time. Yeah, now I'm just staring at you. Yeah, I'm wondering if you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to. The update. You were late today because oh yeah, I had an all staff meeting. Yeah, it was an all staff meeting. We were just uh, catch us up from last week, dude. Oh, oh, it had nothing to do with that. We're we're we got to see. I mean, we're not going to know about that until this summer, probably. Uh, But today's meeting was to discuss like the senior class trip if that's still going to go on, which we may not. But then we also had to talk about like if it doesn't happen, are we going to have to allocate that money or like refund it? Or how many? How much money came out of donations, or how much was it earned by the students actually like doing work at, at fundraising? Um, and should all of the money be divided and going back to them, or how much of it belongs to the school? Uh, so it was really just kind of a long discussion about that, and then also talking about graduation. And uh, we have two tentative dates: that being June twenty eighth and sometime in July, early July. Um, and so that was interesting. We, we talked about depending on how, uh, how much, you know, social distancing is still in effect by then, if we could open up the church and just have people spread out in the pews, um, and just have like immediate family show up. Or we also talked about having like a drive-in graduation, kind of like a drive-in theater and Getting, That'd be cool. And getting like a radio and so people could keep their windows up and just, you know, like, talking over. Hold there. on. My boy's about to graduate. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, hey, get out of the car. Like, you're up. <laughs> uh, so we talked about that. And, or also just setting up to where, like, they drive through the streets and, like, uh, get their, you know, diploma. And we move their tassel while they're in the car. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, whatever. If you guys want to get out and burn gas, I guess do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So you want to set up some cones. We're just playing with a uh, with a few different ideas. And so that's kind of what it was about. And then we were also just touching base on how everybody's left. <laughs> yeah. How everybody's doing. So what's happened this week? Any layoffs? Any? Oh, no. Like, that's all the conference. We didn't talk about the conference because they don't know what they're doing yet. So no no updates. Then. Nah. I thought that phase no. one was happening this week. No, June uh, May first, May first. But honestly, you know that that's on- Friday, right? Okay, but if you were listening to my phases, it, the teachers aren't going to be really affected until the end of phase two or phase three. Got which it. is like June, Ju- end of June, July. Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of just like moving on 
It's like, you know, if they cut our salary or they want us to work longer hours and still get paid the same, well, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, um, shout out to Heston. He was loving our, our take on all the conference stuff. Uh, oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he was like, so many times when people are discussing that type of stuff, uh, they kind of, you know, shrug their shoulders at a certain point or, you know, chalk it up to faith or is how it is or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you just say exactly no, what, what you think is going on. <laughs> and he, yeah. He thought that that was refreshing. So, well, that's good. Um, I think, yeah, I think we, op- I think we talked openly. <laughs> Yeah. last episode i think we do every episode yeah so COVID is about we're about done with phase one here we're gonna definitely have a second wave but texas economy reopens friday yeah you can go to hooters on friday buddy <laughs> okay that's that wouldn't be my first pick there's only gonna be <laughs> <laughs> there'll only be 25 other um truckers in there oh. uh, 25 percent that is dude i don't i haven't been to hooters since like <laughs> like middle school maybe high school <laughs> okay yeah i've never been a big frequenter of hooters yeah it's like just go to Wingstop or the strip club you know like <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah that's that's my that's my take on that <laughs> so yeah anyway from the conference <laughs> to the club so uh are you gonna celebrate the range <laughs> the range we have on this podcast well you know all right, get get me off this topic. Like, um, that's just literally what I've always said to people about going to Hooters. Yeah. No, um, so COVID getting relaxed on Friday. Yeah, man. I think I'm still going to stay in for the most part. I, I, the first place that I'm hitting is the barbershop. Yeah, I don't think that most of those are open under this order per I, se. Yeah, I think I think that's I, that would exactly. come in the next wave, which Correct. could happen. Like, wait, are they Mid-May? saying May? May 18 is like the first time that Supercuts might be open. Dude, I'm thinking Jeez, so. Jeez Louise. I almost stopped by my parents this weekend for a buzz cut. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Like the side of my hair is not that long. Like you can see it. But this is the longest that I've had it in years. Like every three weeks, I'm pretty much shaving the sides and messing with it. So I don't like it, man. I don't either. I don't like it at all. I, my hair is so long now that it it falls. Like. I did it. I, I froze it into its helmet with hairspray and gel like I normally do. And then I bent over earlier and a big flop of it came out kind of like back in the day when they would use all that fop in their hair, you know, back in like the 1950s with yeah. the oldies. Like right. you ever see like Barney Fife's hair come undone. Yeah. Like it's, that's how it is now. It's like it's disgusting. My neck looks like Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, I'm just over it. So uh, might go might go out to Colleyville. Oh, for a, a haircut. Okay. We should definitely do that. Yeah. They, they opened uh, some of their economy uh, last week, like last weekend. Okay. And it was so funny because like WFAA was covering it because in like Colleyville town center where they have like a Mikasina and mm-hmm. I guess a Gloria's uh, stuff like that. They had like limited availability open with the patio for Gloria's, and apparently there was like a line out the door around the block. Yeah, like people weren't socially distancing properly, and mm-hmm. it's going to be within your judgment for the next little while. And that's why it was interesting, like even walking up to friends at the park, like okay, who who are the elbow friends and right. who are the hug friends? Because I'll go as far as you let me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like I'm not that concerned. For all I know, I've probably had it. You know, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So. I don't know. 
well, we've been beside each other than you know once a, once a week for the past several weeks and yeah haven't gotten each other sick so no you got everything i got <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's because we always make it out um, oh, <laughs> oh okay. so do you think the economy is going to bounce back with all of this is it going to bounce back uh sure it'll you know it'll go up going up so we have a correction from last week. Um, Do we? I, w- whenever you thought that Ivanka Trump was Melania Trump for about an hour yeah, on last bad. week's show, um, and I was vigorously defending how attractive Ivanka is, yeah, with you. I, I had mentioned that people thought that Jared was a looker, namely my mother and sister. Yeah. And I want to let you know that they both independently hit me up this week to assure me that they do not think that thank Jared goodness is thank goodness i kept my thoughts to myself last podcast but they, they like some other skinny guy that i'm, I'm misplacing that some some guy that you wouldn't think would be in their wheelhouse per se somebody I, who doesn't look dead in the eyes i, I conflated the two people <laughs> but they they both independently hit the show up to say we don't feel that way about your boy Jared right. kushner so Good. just quick correction there yeah um but you know him and the whole administration is trying to reopen this economy and we've got a lot of it's like i feel like the news is about to return to somewhat normal because they realize that they're losing the captive audience that they had for the first couple weeks of this because switch it up you know we're a little bit futuristic here at the weekly catch-up podcast Mm -hmm. because it was probably what eight weeks ago now that i talked about joe biden's sexual assault allegations (laughs) come on and if you google it now it, the most recent articles are from the New York Times and CNN and like formidable established like establishment, you know, providers of news. Yeah, I got home like on Friday or Saturday or something. My dad's like, did you see what happened with Joe Biden? I'm like, OK. And he's like, well, if you say that about Trump, then, you know, are you going to hold Biden to that? And I'm just like, listen, I'm, I don't care at this point. And I, I'm probably, you know, if that comes out and, and there's more evidence of it, then. I'm not going to vote for him either if he's a rapist. Like, that's just my personal preference. And I'm just going to move on from it because I know a lot of people don't <laughs> like, care. My personal preference is a non-raper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideally, but a lot of people don't care about that. So I don't want to just ha- keep having that same conversation. Well, I don't know that they don't care about it. I mean, I would care about it for sure. I don't think that anybody. They don't care anybody. enough to not vote for these people. Well, I don't think that everybody believes it on either side. And, that's, you know, that's fine, too. I'm. But at this point, we know that is it a Tara Reid that's claiming to have been a neighbor of Joe Biden's in 1993 that got assaulted? Tara Reid, like the actress? That's what I was thinking, but I guess not. I guess okay. it's a different woman. But okay. uh, basically, it's finally made its way into the mainstream media and it's gaining momentum. And between that and his, you know, diminishing cognitive state there was a, an article in the new yorker the atlantic the other day that was essentially saying joe biden like lend us your carcass like lend us your skeleton lend us your your stature like yeah. we, we just need your body just smile <laughs> chomp your chomp your teethers and yeah you know get that's probably the- what he told to tara reed right <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> Did you just make a joke at the expense of a victim, Brad? No, I made it at, at the expense of Joe Biden, and I don't view him as a victim. Oh, 
I, I thought that you were making a joke to Tara Reed about Tara Reed. No. Okay. A little too close Just, there. Sorry, nav- navigating the. Didn't the know gray if I was going to have to block you on Twitter after this. <laughs> well, whatever, man. I'm, I'm getting loose. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like we're coming out of this COVID stuff uh, for the first wave. Again, we're going to go back. There's going to be a second wave. Um, sure, it'll spike up. But again, we've talked about this before. Remember, a lot of this was just to relieve the hospitals so everybody could receive adequate care. So, yeah, it might spike up and people are going to end up going to the hospitals. But at least it's not all of us catching it at one time um, and not be- and them not being able to do anything about it. So, meanwhile... You know, PGA is going to pick back up at the Colonial, actually in Fort Worth, spectatorless, unfortunately, Ah. but that will be the first cool event here in June, I guess. Yeah. Um, The media started to pick up on the the Joe Biden assaults and really start to fill some space with that. Um, They also happened to drop the fact that I guess the Pentagon has released new UFO files. Yeah, that was in my show notes, too. Oh, dang. (laughs) Are all your show notes acronyms? (laughs) Pretty much. They're one word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so UFOs exist, people. If you haven't seen the footage, watch it and weep. Well, I mean, we've known, we've seen these types of footage things before. I mean, if you've listened to the account of Bob Lazar, your whole worldview will be shaken up. Yeah, if you've seen the movie Signs, <laughs> yeah. never mind. Sorry. No, I, I haven't, so oh, okay. sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, I wonder if Checkers and Hillary would defend Joe as rigorously this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, you talk to Checkers, I'll talk to Hillary. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Perfect. Great. Um, I saw this meme with Hillary, and she's in between Bill and Joe because she endorsed Joe, I guess, yesterday or today. Yeah. And like via Zoom or whatever. And she goes like uh, in one caption coming. So out you're talking about Hillary Clinton, Clinton now. Yes. Right. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Not our friend um, Hillary. Correct. Yeah. And um, there's this meme of Hillary Clinton in between uh Joe Biden, I guess Hillary did endorse Joe Biden right, on last yeah. week. So How I knew what you were talking about. I just needed Sorry. to clear that up. We're talking about Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Bill Clinton now. Got it. Um, there's a meme of them, and she endorsed, Hillary Clinton endorsed Joe Biden via Zoom, mainstream media, all this, uh, this week. And so the caption coming out of her mouth is, believe all women except for this guy and my husband, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because they, I mean, Bill has a lot of accusers. He's got multiple rides with Jeffrey Epps, Jeffrey Epstein on that plane, <laughs> taking us to that sacred island. <laughs> that was good. You, yeah, you can nail that accent. <laughs> if if the boys ever back back in Little Rock would ever get a load of this, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey, you're the best friend. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, you know I've always had a thing for those interns. <laughs> These girls are years away from being interns, though. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they snuck that in, in the news cycle, like UFOs and I don't have yeah. a whole lot to go off with that. I, I listened to the Tim pool, Joe Rogan yeah. podcast, which I recommend everybody do because goodness, after one of those Tim pool podcasts, like you question everything, yeah. like he brought to light that some of Chris Cuomo's like coronavirus in his basement, like his quarantine and all of this might've been staged. And that, you know, apparently there was a situation where he was spotted like a week or two ago while he was supposed to be in quarantine out on a remote portion of his own property or an adjacent property with his kids and two women. And this guy had gotten within, 
you know, a couple hundred yards of him. I think sure. it was a neighbor or something. And he said, aren't you Chris Cuomo? Aren't you supposed to be in quarantine right now? <laughs> like, why are you around these people? Dang. And what you're not even. So is, you think he's lying to like get sympathy? Well, no. Okay. So okay. basically this, you know, I don't know if you ever saw the the footage of that guy calling uh, Chris Cuomo a Fredo or whatever. No, I didn't. Um, where Chris is like, I'll throw you down these stairs. Like he he must have dropped the f bomb like fifty times Damn. in a thirty second video and was very like New York. Like I'll I'll punch you in your mouth. You know, like yeah. I'll shove you down these stairs. It was really confrontational. You know, the legal minds at CNN had to take a quick look at it. Right. You know, bullet. You know, punch some holes in it. <laughs> well, in this situation, you know, it was the same deal where. Chris Cuomo immediately flies off the handle and goes, yeah, who the F are you? Like, get away from me. Like, you know, you, you don't have any right to tell me to do anything. You don't know what my situation is, like blah, blah, blah. To the point that this guy filed a police report the next day. Whoa. Okay. So apparently I think Chris has copped to it on his radio show, like that, that something of this nature happened. Okay. Um, But they, they filmed like him coming out of the basement at the end of quarantine. And he's like the moment I've been waiting for. And then he comes out and he doesn't even like hug his wife or anything. Yeah. Like it looked Probably so staged. Probably because they've been hugging. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, she apparently was diagnosed with COVID as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Apparently he was way more asymptomatic than he let on. Like, cause he was talking about feverish nightmares to the extent that he chipped a tooth. And yeah. Okay, buddy. I don't know. It hurts me to think that Chris Cuomo is, you know, just TMZ, you know? Yeah. But Aren't they all? Well, most of the people on CNN. Like, yeah. CNN has just been disgraceful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. In their treatment of Elon Musk, you know, with, you know, him giving all the ventilators to all the hospitals. And right. they wrote a story saying that he hadn't. And he was like, he went on a Twitter rant and he kept, like, tweeting out photos of, like, Tesla branded ventilators. Right. With, hospital employees with signs like thank you elon <laughs> yeah <sighs> so that's a shame tim pool made tim pool is an investigative uh, journalist he's an independent journalist for those listening um he's one of those people that started similar to anderson cooper where it's like go find the conflict in the world and like fly on your own dime cover it with your own camera and see who will buy it and so he produces about three and a half hours of content for his youtube channel every single weekday and then another hour and a half of content on the weekends each Damn. weekday or we each weekend day. So he's a hardworking dude that has been embroiled in some really amazing controversies and has some really amazing insights. Yeah. And so he had called CNN out on this particular front, like, Oh, it looks like it, this was an editorial decision to, you know, maybe over dramatize uh, Chris Cuomo's actual situation. Right. Um, and he had brought to light that in the situation with Elon Musk, like they get to, they get to issue a story that doesn't meet editorial standards and it gets 2 million hits and they make money off of that. And then they get to issue a retraction or a correction that gets 30,000 hits and they make money off of that too. So they're not incentivized to necessarily get it right. And wow. I think that lately it's just been, you know, I watch it on mute during the day. Um, I'm on my calls doing my thing. Right. And basically even the, you know how they have like the ticker bar and it's got the latest caption or whatever. Yeah. Um, those without the audio have been, you're like, wow, they're really mad today. You yeah. know, like this is insane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, you got to take 
all pieces of news these days with a with a grain of salt. I mean, you should have been doing that before COVID, but um, you know, everybody has a, a, an agenda, especially with the elections coming up. So, yeah, yeah, I you know I have family members that or friends that send me these Facebook messages from. I love Republicans dot go Trump dot Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Same with the same with the left wingers. Yeah. I get those over 65 year old Facebook messages yeah. that are like four to 25 people. So that the Lord may bless you in this next year. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Reminds me that my, and if you don't forward it, then you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> then you're a lefty Democrat that's going to hell. Yeah. So one of the things that they surfaced in the Tim Pool interview on JRE um, was that, oh my goodness, I just had it. <laughs> um, oh. What was on Joe Rogan, man? Dude. Oh my goodness. Do I need to pull up his episodes? No, um, it'll come back to me. It was just, shoot. This is so ridiculous. You can always circle back to it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He was talking about a Brett Bear story. Brett Bear is one of the, you know, only remaining hardline news journalists at Fox News. He has the respect of, you know, colleagues at MSNBC and CNN. Like he's wildly widely heralded as a very unbiased straight newsman. Yeah. And he's put together a, a you know, like a a segment series on the show and has it on very good authority that coronavirus was leaked from the plant, the the lab in Wuhan. Ah, it could have been that a bat secreted something onto somebody in in the lab, or threw up on somebody, or blood was uh, squirted onto somebody's hand or but eyes. It's, or, but its origins, but the origins were out of the lab in Wuhan which happened to be very close to one of the wet markets. Ah. So. Dang. You know, and this has started to be, be run in mainstream news outlets as well, that, you know, it's very likely that this was a leaked, you know, tested contaminant from a lab in Wuhan, and that they purposefully, they've now shown like a definitive timeline where China essentially tried to, you know, kind of bat this news down and keep it, keep it private for six days, like okay. a six day stretch where they could have um, kind of gotten ahead of the curve and notified other people that they should have. But apparently I guess communication wasn't great even between the provinces of China or whatever. Oh, And it's so weird. Like this whole like China, Taiwan thing where, you know, we think of Taiwan as Taiwan. China thinks of Taiwan as China. Yeah. Have you seen this whole thing where like, the World Health Organization is being called in called to task essentially for deferring to the power and might of China because like they were asked about Taiwan, for instance, and the guy that was the spokesman for the WHO, he cleared his throat and acted like he didn't hear the question <laughs> because the Chinese officials were present. And he's like, I think China's done a great job. Next question. Like, yeah, he wasn't willing to address Taiwan as its own entity. Right. And I, I don't even understand all the, you know, political geopolitical situations occurring there sure um but it just sounds like 
China bad, <laughs> you know, screwed up the world and yeah. tried to hide it a little bit. And I know it's not as simple as that at all. Yeah. That's not what I'm accusing. Um, and I'm not even saying that it, there's a potential that if it was leaked from the lab, that it wasn't some nefarious scheme hatched yeah. by some it evil prankster. It wasn't trying to be used like as a weapon exactly. or anything like that. But it did come about as a point of error. In some ways, that's more, I'd be more okay with that than just thinking that, you know, we're all eating animals that maybe we shouldn't be mm-hmm. and that <laughs> apparently viruses can spread from animals to humans. And so now it's like you're kind of eyeballing the chicken that you're looking at, you know? Yeah. Well, Bill Maher had some great points about, you know, don't condemn the wet markets in Asia when we have our own wet markets here. Like we have factory farms here yeah. where, you know, he's like, you can, valid. you can go buy eggs from a chicken that's, you know, well-fed has space isn't stressed out but they're so expensive so you go for the eggs where they just come from just a starved you know insomniac ridden stressed out chicken that you know doesn't have a square inch to sit on or stand on Mm -hmm. um you know he talked about practices that they do to different animals that you know starve them and then beef them up right at the right time and just all this different stuff and yeah you know if you've ever passed i have driven by like a a large like meat farm mm-hmm. in California, for instance, and it stinks for oh, yeah. miles. There, there was one on our way to Colorado uh, back in March, and it was just god-awful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it did come from a lab, that's a relief that, you know, we don't have to worry ab- about eating pangolins or, or bats. <laughs> like, Hey, did you get it right on the first try? I did. Oh, way to go, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, so my office is going to open back up. We got an email after the reopening of Texas. You know, there was kind of a little flurry and people were starting to get excited. And yeah. um, so we got an email from the office that, you know, here's their schedule going back. But I had tried to go to the office Monday morning and it wasn't open. Like, oh, it wasn't open on the schedule that I thought it would be. So I just went back home and it's been week six of remote work. But it looks like as early as Friday or Monday, I'll be back in the office. That'll be a nice uh change of scenery i think it'll be good um i'm already getting to the point where i'm forming remote work calluses and that's scary because monday i got up and i really debated i was like i could go to the office but why would i go to the (laughs) office you know like i all the benefits that i like it for once i'm there you know and the diversity that it i it's funny, like my team was reflecting on having worked remotely together for the first time and some of them having, you know, adverse, you know, opinions or reactions to remote work in the past and mm-hmm. now kind of thriving in it or th- seeing it for its certain merits. And they were talking about, well, even if I walk to work on these couple blocks, it's going to be 25 minutes each way. And, yeah. you know, this is, this is time that I could be doing X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, yeah, but those interim blot, those white space times, like getting to walk from... You know, I could go into the Tom Thumb on Monday and buy five granola bars for the week. Yeah. But what do I do? I walk to Tom Thumb five days a week to buy five individual granola bars because hmm. I need to get out for that 10 minutes and sprint over there, get some fresh air and have like a, a segue, you know? That makes sense. I, I need five minutes of car time for my hair to dry before I walk into an office or get on my first call, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I enjoy those uh, it makes me feel like I have a more full day because even if I'm on Zoom with everybody all day long, you're going to talk to the girl getting coffee. You're going to talk to another tenant or another, you know, lessee of the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, what are you working on? Oh, cool. Yeah. We have this, 
you know, connection in common. Yeah. What are you laughing at? No, I'm just laughing. Like, it's just humorous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, not in like a hilarious way. It's just like, yeah, we all we all need that little connection with even if it's just yeah, like so with strangers. A lot of the pros and cons on this like spreadsheet and people's minds when they're like remote work or going to the office. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can you can go so you can go too far with this like you know let's be efficient and like reduce motions that don't mm-hmm. matter and blah 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 it's like that gets dangerous because i'm already kind of hellbent on work when i'm at work so sometimes i have blinders on and i'm kind of charging right. but sometimes you need to be reminded like somebody might say hey man you got a second like i want to introduce myself or mm-hmm. take take time for the flower smelling yeah. so to speak that makes sense you know i'm about it all right cool what else is on your show notes list? Dude, I got like one thing. What is that? Well, we've already covered all uh, everything else. Well, no, I actually have two things. One's just like a personal story if we want to talk about uh, work. And then another one is uh, the draft. Okay, so you want to do the draft and then the personal story? Sure. Um, Cowboys cleaned up, man. Yeah? Are you yeah. excited? Yeah, so, very CD, much so. CD Lamb? Jerry- is he a wide receiver from Oklahoma? Uh, yes. Okay. Boomer. He's supposed to be like the next. Yeah. Thing, right? It's shocking that he went in, uh, he was 17th overall. Um, it was like, we weren't even planning on getting a receiver, but due to the fact that he was left, like it was a no brainer. Um, so shout out to Jerry Jones for being able to call in and, and make that decision with the head coach whose name is escaping me. Um, but yeah, Jerry Jones was over there. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Um, he was over there, you know, <laughs> doing the thing on his yacht. Had a nice little setup, and uh, he was all smiles. But then we in the second round we picked up uh, Trayvon Diggs, which is a CB. Then we got um, we got like a defensive line and a defensive end, and a couple other. Uh, in round seven, we picked up an, another QB, but. I I don't think he'll stick around long. Do you see that uh, Green Bay got a dude? Green Bay did, had a terrible trap draft. Well, that's what everybody is saying, but at the same time, like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is thirty six years old, right? And sure, so but he he played under Brett Favre for three seasons. That is true, and that's how they've done it in the past. But just with every you know. This was a good year. This was a great draft year where there was a lot of great perspective uh, receivers, running backs, tight ends, blah, 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 like all of these different positions. And so for them to choose a quarterback first over those other positions, whenever Rodgers has like a year or two left, it's like they probably could have held out. Um, but if that is their scheme and their and their plan for, you know, wanting to wanting to have a QB for Rogers to kind of take under his wing or for them to prep as he makes his exit. I guess that makes sense. But um, just to the casual watcher, like it just didn't, I I wouldn't have gone that route is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were trying to make it sound like Aaron Rodgers should have like personal beef against management for that and blah, blah, blah. Well, Rodgers is kind of a diva to begin with. So, well, did you ever see that piece on him getting drafted much later than originally anticipated back in his, you know, transition yeah. rookie so, year? So you think he has like a chip on his shoulder? They, they very much state that he has a chip okay. on his shoulder. Like he's he wants to show that he's an elite quarterback and that he should have gone higher in the draft. And like, you know, he has yeah. you have cumulative 
cumulative chips that you work with. Sometimes I have to remember, this is an interesting exercise. Like I have to go back and remember, like as I've been gaining weight over quarantine, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be fat. <laughs> like I used to not feel good about the way that I looked, yeah. you know, like, and this is a reminder of that. When I'm bending over and tying my shoes and I'm like, what am I feeling right? It's what like, is in the way? It's like oh. my tit is meeting my stomach in like a new way. Like what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Like I haven't felt that in a while. So I'm like, I want to go back to being more fit. Right. And I don't know what it is about quarantine that's got everyone eating and baking and putting on weight. But yeah, a lot of people at the beginning of this were like, oh, now I finally have some me time. I can start working out more or eating better because uh, I don't just have to eat on the go. But yeah, no, people are just baking unhealthy food. <laughs> My, my team is always comparing, like we take the first five minutes of every Zoom call to, you know, talk about a personal win or what's going on just interpersonally. And sure. they're all like, oh, my lentil broccoli kale soup that I made last or butternut squash soup that I made last night, I'm now having for leftovers today. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got on the border to go with a quart of salsa and Dude. I split that quart of salsa over two back to back Mexican nights. Yeah. Chipotle man. is the second night. Like. I just feel so Neanderthal bachelor compared Yo, to the, everybody. On uh, Saturday at the park, I had uh, chips from, and the uh, jalapeno ranch from Chewy's. Mm. It was wonderful. I've missed it so much. Yeah, Chewy's is the bomb.com. Yeah. Love that. Um, so you're, you're tapped on show notes? I mean, I, I got that. I got Jameis that. to the Saints, was it? Yeah. Jameis Winston to the Saints. Sure. Uh, you know, Drew Brees is like, isn't he like early 40s and we don't even think about it? Yeah, he's been around for quite a while. That's going to be interesting. I wonder how much longer he'll be around. Cam Newton is still looking for a home. It sounds like he's still the most eligible bachelor quarterback available on the market. Right. Um, what about our boy CD with the phone snatch from his girl? Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, for those that, that didn't see that. Um, so whenever they're announcing that CD, you know, was being drafted to the Cowboys. Uh, each of these homes, since since they were doing this draft, like in quarantine, like all of these players had video set up within their homes. And so we were watching like their reactions. And uh, CD, you know, he's sitting there with his girl and uh, he, he has like two phones, I guess. And, you know, he's on one of them and a girl, his uh, girl takes one, the other one from his hand and he just snatches that thing right back, shakes his head at her and uh, continues on. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, um, <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to hide anything or not. But he claimed that head coach was about to call or something like that, and he didn't oh. want to mess with it. Yeah. He's like, nah, shoddy, that's the bat line, dude. Did you see the other clip of a player getting drafted and like is this black dude and he has this white girlfriend and yeah. uh, she's like sitting there and she angles herself to where she's in the picture uh, of like you know the zoom camera or whatever they're using. And then like the mom is his mom is like actively pulling her off of the couch and she like won't budge. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And then she finally gets her she off. She was like, like, this this how this how ain't with us. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it, it looked like she was actively trying to get screen time. So yeah. They probably they probably need to give her the boot. Wow. Well, she was probably like, all the benefits of dating this dumb high school f- or college football it's player. finally paying off. I was supposed to go to the draft and meet my real husband, Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody with real money, yeah. life money, oh, man. <laughs> lifetime money, generational wealth <laughs> is what I'm looking for, right. baby. Yeah. I don't want to be on this couch in Cleveland with yeah. 
Jamoris Jenkins, you know, trying to go from third round to the Cleveland Browns, you yeah, know? I'm, I'm trying not to worry about my great-great-grandkids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, shout out to the gold diggers, man. Yeah, they're still active, man. <laughs> Men and this women. This quarantine ain't getting them down. That's not That's not a dig at women. That's Shout out to gold diggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a profession yeah, that anybody a, can If you're play. a man gold digging, more, you know, all the power to you <laughs> as well. You were about to say more power to you? <laughs> like, yeah, all the power to you as well, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I get just, it how you live it. You know, it, it's one of those things like, let's say you made a hundred grand a year. Sure. It's one of those things where you would feel more emasculated by a woman that made $150,000 a year than a woman who made a million dollars a year. Because <laughs> if you're with a woman, you're like, oh, I make my way, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I hold it down, but she's yeah. got real money, you right. know, cumulative. We're making 1.1. <laughs> yeah. This, this hundred thousand like doesn't mean a thing. Like, let me just chill at your place. Like, baby, I used to have this girlfriend that made $150,000 a year and I was so insecure and I'm yeah. so much more at peace with your millions. <laughs> Yeah, like I know you I'm can a real man. Both of us. <laughs> I'm a real man with his goals set straight and his uh-huh. head screwed on. <laughs> like, you want me to bake this bread? You, you make this bread, I'll bake this bread. <laughs> you want me to order Chipotle for tomorrow and get something else tonight? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I, I would clean, but you're making that cool mill, so <laughs> <laughs> we can we can afford a maid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just here. I'm just here for here. you. Yeah, I'm here for emotional support. That's right. I'm here to guide you to your dreams. You know, you uh, you can put a money, you can put a price on that. You can. Yeah. What's that price? <laughs> well, a million dollars would do it. Oh yeah. Yeah, not in my current situation, but if what? I, if I if I were Sh- active, Shawty Courtney isn't making a million cool dollars a year. Not Where, yet. She at not today? yet. Um, she's she had to, she was running some errands. She's chilling at her crib right now. She had had her first uh, night shift at Cook's. Yeah, yeah. So week. she's she got finished with her orientation. She had her first night shift last week. She works tomorrow night. So she's moving right along. She's loving it. She loves working with those kids, helping them out. Right on. Yeah. Well, shout out. Yeah, she said she dealt with like a lot of uh, infants that were that were uh, in the hospital for various reasons. So she was holding the babies and you know feeding them and all that good stuff. Right on. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right, man. Well, do you have any shout outs? I'm ready to get out of here early. If you right. are. Um, I'm not going to fill the, well, we can, we can keep going or we cannot. We can get back on this zoom party call. See if anybody's still on. There. Uh, well, let me, let me just tell this one story. Oh dude, I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. You know, a lot of times I'm talking like, you know, life is great. I, you know, I, I connect with my students and everything. I got a little bit of a, of pushback last week on friday and um did you get some lip yeah uh kinda you know what i um what did isaac do no it wasn't isaac this was the other half of the class i didn't see him that day um but i had you know class started class starts for them at 10 25 and a lot of them are rolling around at 1030. They think that's like the nice round number. So a lot of them assume, even though I constantly tell them that it starts at 1025, um, they start rolling in at 1030. And so, you know, I begin, but I have a class immediately after this one. And so like, I'm, I'm moving because we got to get going. I have a lot of stuff that I want to get through. And uh, so we begin our reading. And I have kids that are still coming in like at 1045, as late as 11. And so... I pause the reading and I just tell them, I'm like, okay, so now that I have most of you here, 
Class starts at 1025. I expect you to be there. I've messaged the, stu- the five students that were here on time today. They're going to be doing less work. Um, if you guys want to continue to show up late, like, that's fine. Just know that you're going to be doing more work um, to make sure that you're keeping up with the reading. Because a, a lot of my questions, like sometimes I'll knock off of their homework if we actually discuss it as a class um, so they have less written work. But if they're not there for that discussion, then they need to answer that on their own. Um, and so I have a student that messages me uh, on Zoom. And the student was like, to everyone or just no you? just me it was a private message okay and they were like i just find it funny that the one time that i'm late you call me out and you don't call out so and so whenever he's late uh, all the time and i said <laughs> i'd be like i just find it funny that you can talk to anybody about anything you little <laughs> piece of crap like p- kids didn't matter at all back when i was coming up it was like shut up sit down you know, yeah. do your work hard. Like, where does this kid get off? I'd be like, I just find it funny how I'm going to flunk you in this class. <laughs> no. Uh, and so I just messaged back. I'm like, listen, I made a general statement. I never said your name once. There were multiple people late. There was only five people here on time that I messaged um, that can do less work because the majority of you were late. Um, yeah, bro. It's not all about you. you and then, and then I told the student, I was like, also the person that you're saying is late all the time. I have been in communication with them. Um, and they have been doing extra work, but I don't tell you that because I don't call my students out. So there you go. (laughs) Have a great day. You're like, here's an intellectual gift. (laughs) You're a narcissist. You were late. You weren't singled yeah, out. And if, I'm a bigger man than you even thought I was. Fits, like, wow. Come on. Wow. Well, hope the backpack fits for this kid's Votech school. That he, <laughs> way to be a mailman of the future, bro. Oh, like, well, no. All, and I freaking all hate of my kids. students are going to. They're going to be wild, wildly successful. Not this um, one. <laughs> screw this one. No, they'll, they'll be all, all right. the shade. Um, but yeah, so that, that was like the first pushback I've gotten in quite a while. Did your blood just broil? Uh, it wasn't like, I wasn't angry. I was just offended because I was like, you know, I, I thought I built this relationship where I can just kind of talk with them freely and be like, Hey, you guys need to show up on time or else you're going to have extra work. And like, I didn't say it aggressively. I just said it kind of matter of factly. Um, and I I guess I wasn't that cool with them. It takes boys like from the time that you can have a good coherent conversation with adults and stuff, it takes you another 15 years to think through all the different scenarios that might be occurring before you speak, because you know, this kid's a hothead. I was too. I still am, but I've learned, you know, to pick battles better and to think like if somebody says something, try, I always try to retrace their most immediate proximate steps. Like I try to think, Okay, if I'm Brad, I've already been on this call for 40 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've been teaching all these other snot-nosed kids, and I waltz in, and like I'm just, I would try to replay, retrace the steps, so to speak. Think about the yeah. mindset that you might have entered with, and then give you a general benefit of the doubt balance that you're working against. Yeah, and then like I'm also frustrated because I'm still missing like five kids whenever I make that general announcement, right? And I know these kids. I know kids in general. And so I'm saying I'm uh, making a comment about extra work. So then the remaining kids 
show up to class. I'm assuming that they had received a message like, hey, Colvin's giving us extra work or whatever. Um, and the last kid that shows up, this is, okay, so class started at 1025, right? Uh, this kid shows up after 11. And he's like, the link wasn't working. And I'm like, you have texted me and called me about homework multiple times. You could have messaged me. I never said that class was canceled or anything. And he's like, oh, I just thought, like, you know, since there wasn't a link for it, um, it would have been fine. And I'm like, no, you're a senior. You got to do your due diligence. Like, so that was frustrating. And so he's like, so I'm just going to be marked hardy because the link didn't work. And he's like arguing me about marking him tardy. I'm just like, listen, I will mark you present. Now be quiet and be, and continue doing your work. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a frustrating, uh, that was a frustrating, that was one of the more frustrating days I've had in a while um, just because of that. But, but if that's like my biggest complaint, I guess, uh, I guess life's fine. Yeah. I'll tell you that with all the other teachers that I've compared notes with, you know, Sergio, Checkers, uh, Grizz, you know, you're doing the most, like you're doing daily Zoom sessions with oh, yeah. students on a per class basis. Like you're, you're logging a lot more shared screen time than they are. Mm -hmm. um, some of it's due to like grade level and or socioeconomic oh, yeah, status. Sure. Like Sergio teaches kids in Oak Cliff who are likely to not even have like an internet connection or a parent with an email address. Oh yeah. If I was still like a Dallas Christian Academy, I wouldn't be doing a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now. That's crazy. My work has been, uh, I, I closed those two deals last week, which was great, but, um, you know, it's difficult during this time because I feel like my pipeline activity and my overall marketing sales activity has been constant versus the other months that I've been employed there where, you know, the, world was more normal so to speak yeah um however it just seems like there are a lot of frozen budgets right now and there's I, I get heartbreaking emails sometimes like back to back the other day i got one that said carson i've been laid off like i'm you know i still have access to this email because the plan would be that i would come back once this place is reopened but you know um you're you're calling us a, a phone that i'm not answering during this time like i'm laid off i'm not making money you know, we're shut down there. Yeah. We, we're, we're not going to come back to budgets. And then the next email I got was a bounce back um, from somebody. And I was like, Ooh, likely they're just <laughs> out and it's a bounce back. But at the same time, it was like, Hey, if you have any, you know, concerns or whatever, reach out to this person. And, Oh, I wanted to tell a story about this person's name, but I realized that I definitely should not do that. <laughs> um, it's a really funny, funny name, but you'll um, tell, tell me off air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit me up in the DM and I'll tell yeah. you. Um, so basically uh, I hit, I hit her up based off the bounce back referral and said, Hey, I'm sending this to you in the off chance that, you know, my original point of contact you know, is no longer with the company. And I got a pretty immediate reply saying, yeah, she's no longer with the company. And I was like, Dang. oh man, like, because part of it is I feel bad for that person. I also feel bad for like my sales cycle because that's one of the dangers of like, you know, working with a champion that when they leave, like their historical knowledge and relational wealth is all cut off. And like, you need other nodes into that account. Yeah. And so, I mean, part of that is just diligence and perseverance and following up and you know, being very methodically clean and clear about your note taking, but trying to do that at scale, you know, when you come in, when I first came in, I had like 
you know, five or 10 lukewarm deals that I was kind of, you know, working, mm -hmm. dude, I have like 73 open deals in my pipeline right now. Yeah. At some stages. of these are, some of these are crazy names. Yeah. I tell Brad the names off the air. Um, yeah. You're just to blow you're, a skirt up a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're doing work. I'll give you that. Hey, you know, they, they all come in for different reasons and different ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want you to type the name, <laughs> type that name real quick. So okay. I, I want to know it. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, work has been fine. <laughs> Just kind of, <laughs> no way. Yeah, seriously. Her okay. Christian name. That was her wow. Christian name, bro. Her, her parents did not care. Dude, I don't know what was going on there. They're just like, oh, I can't think of one. <laughs> what uh, rhymes with? Yeah. What's up top? And <laughs> Oh, man. I feel like you could. We'll say the name later in this show, but not not that it's the name. We're just going to yeah, yeah. put the put the words next to yeah, each other. Yeah, so you guys will have to. So anyway. Anyway. Sometimes you just want to like throw your fingers to the sky and buy. <laughs> So anyway, um, uh, so immediately after, <laughs> um, so anyway, bro, <laughs> don't give anything away. Um, um, we could still drop that name later. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm, that's good. So it, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, I don't know. There's a lot of activity. Like I'm still having a lot of meetings and stuff, but, um, interesting time for a lot of different spaces, man. Yeah, for sure. I gave a, a demo to a, a like a review site the other day that you know reviews products in my category. So we were like kind of doing the sales spiel, but more from like a marketing partnerships perspective. Okay, and that was kind of cool. So I got to get on with our digital marketing manager and kind of form a new relationship with somebody that was very knowledgeable in the startup space. And um, yeah. it was funny. He gets on and he's like, "Did this company go through YC?" And I was like, no, that was that was just me with another company yeah. a long time ago, bro. Yeah. Like, we're appreciating now. Yeah, yeah. And then it was funny too because our CEO has such an illustrious career and narrative, you know, you know, career arc. Uh, right. You know, selling his last company to Vista Equity Partners when it was doing upwards of twenty-five million dollars in annual recurring revenue. Um, you know, he's already exited, has that track record. So it was funny for the first time to be able to say like, oh yeah, I'm YC personally, but you know, technically, the our founders have already done bigger stuff than the majority of YC companies. You know, nice, because yeah. even, it doesn't matter what kind of company you are; like eighty percent of companies are going to fail. You know, within a, a certain duration or time period. But um, big ups to the people out there that are struggling to make it through, getting that PPP loan on that second wave, and yeah, um, you know, we're getting it on our second wave. Is it seems right? like it seems like you had to know somebody for this first round and went quick. But now uh, they got this second round of funding available. I got paid this last week. You're going to get paid this next week, I guess. I'm thinking so. Hopefully. And um, so Uncle Sam has just been hard at work printing dollars and sending them out. Yeah, send some more. Mine was not signed with Trump's signature. They had talked about how paper checks would be delayed because mm. he was going to personally sign, or not personally sign them, but they were going to, I guess, scan Print that on. And, yeah, signature whatever. on it. I don't know why that would take so much longer no. to, to set the ink types, yeah. you know? It's like, just give us the money, bro. <laughs> but uh, th they said that that would be have a big psychological effect on a lot of voters. And um, so mine was just printed. It was like, uh -huh. and it, it didn't, it said something like, 
um, you know, part of the stimulus relief package from the Trump administration or it wasn't just like, this is from Donald, you know, it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> like, remember Biden rapes too. <laughs> Gosh. But he didn't give you a stimulus check. So Wow. Man, your your jokes at inopportune times in this show have been just so funny today. Thanks, man. <laughs> Mad props to you, bro. Preach. Preach. Um so that concludes my my notes. Yeah. Um anything going on this weekend? Uh this weekend, you know, I have no idea, I guess. Okay. It's been this weird thing where it's kind of been nice in certain ways where it's like, well, maybe I'll go to an available golf course and that's it. You know, like yeah. there, there's not a whole lot of options, which is kind of freeing in a lot of ways. It's taken us back to a simpler time and place. But um, with the economy reopening, I mean, like bars are going to be open this weekend, right? Like restaurants are going to be open. Uh, yeah, I guess. You could go get on a patio somewhere. So I have no clue what could happen this weekend. Yeah. Could be crazy. I could be getting haircuts, man. Dude. I could be. Uh, you know, up in a Kroger or <laughs> Hooters, like Tex-Mex, Hooters. <laughs> I mean, Hooters, Wingstop and a strip club. You never know. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm playing. I'm not going to go to any of those places. <laughs> Probably just, uh, I will try to play some golf. Um, maybe see some of y'all. What about you? Oh, well, you won't be seeing me because I will be in Austin visiting my mom this weekend. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing so I can tell you how I'm not here? No, just, <laughs> I'm just, just making conversation. You ran. Um, cool. You haven't been out of Round Rock in a couple months. Yeah, it's been a little you bit. You taking Courtney or is she working? Yeah, no, she's coming. Okay. Y'all got any plans? No, nah, just hanging out. Going to do some gardening down there? Uh, maybe. Last time I built uh, like a shelf in the garage for my mom. <laughs> 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 you're like it's not a day in the garden but i did build a shelf yeah bob vila here if she wants to put me to work that's fine oh wow they call you mr fix it well i'm not gonna you're looking at me <laughs> i was hoping, do they i was hoping you would riff off that maybe wow. this could be a comedic portion of the show but i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> yep no comedy. don't force it man don't force. no don't, comedy don't bite in it don't bite in it yeah <laughs> Oh, force wow. it <laughs> see they were in the pool feeling my leg hairs <laughs> there's a new ad that trump jr put on his instagram oh my goodness it is so funny oh, boy. it's just like biden saying like there's no way that we can win this election <laughs> we have to reelect donald trump and then he kind of like shake his head like he couldn't believe what he just said but yeah. he didn't have the cognitive wherewithal to even correct it either <laughs> <sighs> Oh, Joe. <laughs> like, Trump is just going to run ads of Biden saying <laughs> to complete vote Trump. sentences, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. saying, like, we have to reelect this man. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, shout outs? Uh, I, I think I've done them, but I'll do them. Okay. I can run through them in succession here. Shout out to my mom and dad. Um, my mom sent me something about updates in the conference or something of that effect. She was trying to weigh in with the conversation we were having last week. I haven't gotten to reviewing that yet. But uh, my dad also hit me up. What did he say? Um, shoot. I don't know, man. He hit me up with some show notes. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, shout out to both of them. Checkers and Hillary from last week. Heston really enjoyed our Seventh-day Adventist conference conversation. Shout out to him for being current. 
yeah. on the weekly catch-ups. Uh, shout out to my mom and Meredith for uh, telling me that Jared Kushner is in fact ugly. Was that what your dad had to say? Maybe was he the one that found him cute? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I should just recheck my texts from him. That's fine. Um. Okay. Oh, he just hit me up. Oh, you know what was weird? <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is actually going to be funny. <laughs> oh, boy. So on Monday at 10.51 a.m., he texts me a video. And it's it's obviously taken from his office in their house. And it's pointed out the window of a bunny in the hedges. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It's a bunny in the hedge. Well, at one point, I'm thinking, like, is this video on loop? Because the video is actually, like, two or three minutes long. Just oh chronicling the adventures of this bunny in the hedges yeah and he goes practicing a little self-love on a monday morning yes i'm really this bored <laughs> and i was like i just go lol i'm sorry to hear this though <laughs> and he goes um he's like we're, we're still keeping busy but you know deals aren't closing right now and i was like um yeah i'm i'm still really busy with <laughs> This stuff, and yeah. so we were just talking, and well, that's good. He's getting in some self love. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, get so, it. Sounds weird. Get out. You living, man. Just look at those bunnies. <laughs> He's like, I'm alone here practicing self love, and here's a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, that's so decent. shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Shelly Michael for the can't be close to God conversation. <laughs> she had a lot of notes. We had a, a good chat the other day. Shout out to Grizz for her first listen. And to K-Bay-Bay for always keeping it real that if it's about her, she'll be tuning in. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to all the friends. It's It was awesome to see them over the weekend. Like, mm -hmm. even just four or five of us from a distance was refreshing AF. And uh, just feel feel like things are going get, to get more social here. Yeah. Pretty pretty soon. So I'm very excited about that. Been planning the bachelor parties uh, for John down in NOLA. We've been talking mm -hmm. about going to Vegas for Michael's bachelor party. Um. So it's been good to see them on Zoom and FaceTime and then IRL now. Right. And uh, as always, big shout out to John Seals on his... Happy birthday, bro. He was born in 85, maybe. So... Yeah. No. 86. He's turning 30. He can't be turning 35. That'd be egregious. He's probably turning 34. Maybe. Okay. What about you? What are your shout outs? Um, shout out to my students that show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. No, that's appreciated, man. DJ Brad, the teacher in the house. Time is valuable. Man, seriously, I'll never forget one of my first bosses um, back in my agency days. Uh, really great guy. Um, he was very disciplined. He would show up to the office religiously at like 530 in the morning. He would just kind of get up and go in and he would get a lot of his, you know, individual you know, creative me time done during those early formative hours of the day. Mm -hmm. And we had a strict, it was written into your job description and it, the job description on like office culture and perks in life was very, it was written in prose. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like, um, office hours. And it, it would say, these doors are to remain open from eight 30 to five 30. And so that meant you were really supposed to be there between eight 15 and eight 30 ready to go. Yeah. And I remember a couple of us rolled in between 845 and 850 one day and he just kind of turned his chair around and shook his head. And he said, you know, I just find it 
utterly disrespectful to your colleagues who were here mm -hmm. and ready to collaborate, ready to produce the work, the agent, the, the award-winning work that this agency grinds out for its clients. And you weren't here. Like you let them down. You messed right. up. Like when we say 830, that means like button C, you already took your crap. You already filled up your coffee mug. Like you're ready to go. Yep. And um, so I, that really stuck with me. And uh, these kids need to hear that. Yeah. Uh, one of my coworkers, he always has a saying and he especially uses it for the basketball. He's the basketball coach and he's always saying early is on time. On time is late and late is unacceptable. Whoa. Like that. Yeah. I like that. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. All right. Who else? Uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, shout out to all the Tots. Shout out to you, man. 30 episodes. I was yeah, excited today because to it felt like a nice little round number there. Like we've been in the twenties for a while now. So yeah. 30 great weeks um, mm. and shout out to the U S treasury department for being our first sponsor. <laughs> you can go to us treasury department.com backslash weekly catch up podcast and put in weekly catch up podcast for 20% off next year's TurboTax filings. Mm, love it. And uh, if any of you find out that that URL exists, definitely shoot it our way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll catch y'all up next week. Peace.